Welcome to the Political Pharmacist Podcast, the first podcast to focus on the political side of pharmacy. Here's your host, Eric Geyer. Welcome, Political Pharmacist Podcast listeners. I'm your host, Eric Geyer, and with me today, I have two very unique guests. I have Anais Webster Minuti and Kim Kessler. Welcome to the podcast, Kim and, and Anais. Hi. Hi. Anais is actually a pharmacist. Uh, she went to school at the University of Wisconsin, go Badgers, and is the producer of Would You Like Shots With That? Kim Kessler is also the writer and editor of the script. So this is why I wanted you guys on here. This is an important issue, although the funny title, it might not necessarily allude to that, but uh, what is you know the movie or the documentary you're working on about and kind of like what was the inspiration for it? Yeah, I can start. We love talking about the inspiration to the film because it came up very organically, as people will see on our um, website. We kind of tell the whole story on there. I'll speak to that. So I am a pharmacist, and I did um, work in retail pharmacy up until this past fall. I was full-time in retail pharmacy for three years. As a pharmacist, I worked in, as a technician in school as well. Even when I switched over to the hospital side, I still moonlighted at my retail job. Um, I liked who I worked with. I liked seeing my regular patients and customers until COVID happened. And then everything felt really destabilized. Outside of pharmacy, I'm actually a writer and a storyteller, which is how I know Kim. Um, we started off as editor-client. She edited my first novel. And then we discovered we really love working together. So we have several other projects that we're working on um, in addition to this one. But we were working on a project and I was complaining about pharmacy and I was sending her all kinds of tweets like, look at this tweet, look at this tweet. Pharmacy is falling apart. And then I texted her one day and I was like, someone should do a documentary about this. And she was like, I have friends who can help us. And I was like, oh, <laughs> we're doing a documentary. Okay, let's do it. Like, <laughs> all right, I'm in. Right? I always say, like, I thought that's what you meant. I thought you wanted to do it. <laughs> right? So I, I always like to joke about being the, the librarian of life. Um, so, like, whenever somebody has a need, I'm like, ooh, I know somebody that can help you with that. And, like, just like to connect people, right? And, and Eric, I know you know what that feeling is, right? Like, oh, I want to connect you with this person. So... Anyway, um, it's been it's been really fun to get it have it become our project and not just you know not just have anybody do it. Yeah, and I think yes. that's important. And then she connected us to our third partner, who is um, Ethan, our cinematographer. Um, and so we became shots with that LLC, and we formed our little um, documentary team. That's amazing, and I, I do think it's important that the people who are talking about this were the people who were going through it, and. It seems like you guys have a number of those in your film, and I'm not—I don't want to like spill the beans or anything like that. But did you guys really feel that was important too <laughs> to have the people who are on the front lines represented in this and to try and show the public kind of like what actually happens when you see the person in that white coat standing behind the counter looking like they're about ready to lose their mind? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I think Absolutely. That's, been, that's been something that's been really interesting. So for myself and Ethan, you know, we are just you know regular. <laughs> regular general public, you know, we're not, we don't work in healthcare. We, we just, we interact with a pharmacy, but we, we aren't pharmacists or pharmacy techs. And so what's really useful about that though, is from a storytelling perspective, 
we get to ask a lot of questions. Um, I'm constantly learning new phrases about things in pharmacy. I'm like, I don't know what that means. What What is that? What is What was it? Reconstitute? I think that was the one I learned yesterday. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, so there'll be these things. And so being able to tell the story, the truth, right? You know, this is a documentary, right? So, you know, we're, we're getting the people. We want to get it straight from the horse's mouth, right? We want to talk to the people who are going through this, interview them. And, and show what life is really like behind the counter and also what it's like for, for you know, the public, um, you know, on our side of the counter, like what, you know, how everyone is interacting and, and, and what the truth of that is. Um, and so being able to do that and, and tell the story in a way that actually educates the public on so that we can clear up the misunderstandings that we have because no one really knows. Like we don't understand what pharmacists and pharmacy techs are doing. And so we don't understand that we're actually all on the same team. Um, right. And so, you know, kind of our, we, we want to sort of, you know, peel back the curtain on that and, and really get to the heart of what's really going on. And that, you know, COVID really has, you know, brought all of these issues to light, but that these issues didn't start here, that they've been happening and building for a long time. And, and we have a really um, actually an amazing opportunity to, to use this moment to show everybody what's really going on and so that we can all get on the same, the same side and, and actually make pharmacy really work for everyone. Yeah, no, that's Definitely. a, that's a great way of saying that. And I think that as a pharmacist, we see that so many times, but so many people, even in healthcare, don't see that. I've, actually had MDs call me a pill monkey before. And I'm like, yo, like, that's not what we went to school for. Like, yeah, we know it, but we're also here to protect you and the patient at the same time. So I think that's, yes. uh, that's pretty important to make sure people understand that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Well, you know, one thing that is pretty interesting too, is that making films is in no way cheap. Well, at least if it's going to be a good one. So what all are you doing to kind of like raise awareness for this, help fund it? Because I, I always have a hard time. I'm still shocked that the pharmacist was so successful on Netflix with like a hundred million views, but it doesn't seem like Hollywood is like knocking at our door. Everything's either like MD, maybe a nurse or like some patient experience. Like how are you guys looking to fund this? Cause I feel like that's a huge, a huge issue just in general with these type of things. Yes, that is. Um, so we are um, going to help make this a community project. So we want you, the pharmacy community, to help us do this project. It's our story. It's everyone's story in this community. So we are launching a basically a Kickstarter for films. And we are launching that the same day this podcast drops. So um, Monday, July 11th is when that's going to be released. We're also going to release our trailer sample video that really shows that what we're capable of. And keep in mind with that video, we did that with passion and no money because <laughs> it's Zoom calls. And it's, it's very quality. Like it is, we are very proud of that video. And we just, we want to yeah. get Ethan out in the field with a camera and some lights. And so um, <laughs> we, we want you to help us fund that, this project. And so our slogan is put your money where you can't put your mouth. We understand that retaliation is a very serious fear and not everyone can speak out because of their position right now. And so if you can't speak out, that's okay. Then help us support this film so that we can go out and find people whose stories that are, are we're able to tell people who are able to speak out at this time. Every dollar that you give us, 
goes towards us being able to to take trips, to fly out to see people, to rent gear, to compensate us for our time for making this film, for production, for editing. Um, there are a lot of cool animations we want to do. We want to make mm-hmm. this really awesome. And so mm-hmm. you can really help us do that by contributing, investing in this film. And just think of it like all of the hours you have spent behind the counter for free because you're not getting paid extra when you stay over. Nope. And you get nothing. <laughs> you don't get nothing out of it. But like a lot of these companies don't really care here or there. You're doing it out of the goodness of your heart. We will give you a product. If you give us those two hours of wages, if you give mm-hmm. it those that money to us, we will give you a film. You will get mm-hmm. a documentary at the end of this. And it's going to mm-hmm. be amazing. It's been really awesome to talk to so many pharmacists and pharmacy techs and learn how freaking passionate they are about their jobs. Um, that's been amazing. Like they're like some of the most heartfelt people um, are so caring and thoughtful about their jobs. And it's been, that's been so um, rewarding, you know, to, to meet them and, and just to really see like all of the stuff that goes into the job and all of the, all of the different steps and, you know, everything that's there. And anyway, it's been, it's been phenomenal. And so I think I'm so excited for the opportunity to be in a position to, to give voice to, to people who are working so hard on our behalf. And yeah, anyway, it's just, it's a really awesome opportunity. And so it's, and it's really great. I think that's the powerful thing about crowdfunding is that it gives the power back to the individuals, right? Like it gives power back to to every person who who has a stake in this because we do, right? We all have a stake in it of making our pharmacy system the best that it can be. So yeah, you know, whether it's, you know, a dollar or, you know, or what, you know, a hundred dollars or whatever, like it doesn't matter. It's still a chance to, you know, to, to make your mark and like invest in something that you believe in or crazy passionate about what we're doing and we have a lot of really cool connections that we're starting to make as the momentum that we've that we found um just in the last six months you know we started doing this in january of 2022 and the momentum has been unreal and so just the further along we get in this process and the more we're able to to show that like we're legit we're a legit creative team um we have the chops to do the thing that we're setting out to do we've made some really amazing connections just within the last week or two that we're really excited about you know taking this to the next level so anyway and going off of some of those connections and eric mentioned the pharmacist we actually spoke had the pleasure of speaking with dan the netflix pharmacist pharmacist and um, (laughs) he really likes what we are doing with our project. He's really excited about what we are going to be able to do with this film. He's like, you guys have my support and um, I will do what I can to, to help you. So we're hoping that we can really follow in his footsteps and the pharmacist's footsteps and really get a lot of those views. We want to make a film that's that um, powerful and influential in the pharmacy space. That's our dream and our vision. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, Dan was super impactful because I had, and I we kind of said this in the lead up to the show, but I had people coming up to me and be like, does that really happen? Like, that's not that common. I'm like, no, I've dealt with crap like that. I might not have been as forthcoming with it and as aggressive, I don't want to say aggressive, but assertive with it as Dan was. And, but I've had to deal with that and I've had to get place people to lose their license because of things I reported. And, you know, it started that conversation. 
you know, a lot of people outside of farms are like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, you just stand there. You're like, yeah, internally I'm combusting because of all everything else going on, and I'm three hours past my shift. I haven't peed in eight hours. I didn't get lunch or dinner or uh-huh. maybe even breakfast. And you know, it's one of those things I think that when people started seeing what the working conditions are like, we're really good at putting on that smiling face and what the public sees. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, it's what we do. It's why we're professionals. It's why we wear that white coat, why we went to school. We wanted to help people. And I think especially pharmacy techs are definitely not paid enough for the for what they do and how much the, the responsibility they have and then getting licensed with the state and everything no. else. So I think that anytime we can highlight these major issues and maybe even some of the payment structures, but I'll leave that up to you guys with your creative team to what you're doing. Obviously, that's a little bit of my passion here. <laughs> but you know, when you start highlighting those things of how screwed up it is, people are going, wait, so the pharmacist isn't making like $2 million a year selling me all these medications? They're like, no, no, we're not. We're, we're paying right. decent, but we're not, no. we're not going home in Ferraris. Like, that's not what's happening here. No, right. And, our, and the text, like, that's a really um, big thing that we're passionate about, which also kind of leans into the fast food metaphor because yes. text, a lot of pharmacy technicians, you could go work at McDonald's and make more. And so mm-hmm. why are they paid so little? And this is a mm-hmm. huge issue that the public doesn't understand. They think everyone back there is making all of this money when technicians are like, no, we are <laughs> not. We are mm-hmm. not making enough money. So that's why we just really have to lean into the the humor and the satire of it. That's why we chose the title that we did. Would you like shocked with that? Because um, it's a really heavy issue and you have to find some levity. It feels like a fast food operation. Sometimes you have to work at a fast food pace. There are sales goals for shots. So you got to ask at the counter, would you like shocked with that? Um, Every time (laughs) someone comes up to the counter, you got to hawk it. And so that's how you feel. And then the um, pharmacy technicians are making the same wages as a lot of individuals in fast food. But like you were saying, has to be licensed with the state, are responsible for filling medications correctly that could cost you your life if an error is made. Like if you are in a restaurant and you make a, a sandwich incorrectly, they just make it again. Like yesterday mm-hmm. we got some Panera for lunch and they're like, sorry, we messed up your sandwich. Do you want a cookie while we redo <laughs> it? And it's like, sure. Yeah. We can wait a few minutes and eat this cookie while you make our sandwich. <laughs> but like when that's your pills and your life, mm-hmm. that's a whole mm-hmm. different thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's been the part that's been the injustice of the whole thing, you know, and it makes it really gets us fired up is that you have people, pharmacists and pharmacy techs, who are put in a position to they oversee so you know the well-being of, of all of their patients and yet they're they're being set up to fail right like they're being set up they're being put in these working conditions by corporations that are that that are really like impacting patient safety and you're you know you're not people are not staffed enough you know there's all of these things that are not allowing the safety and the checks and balances that are in place to take place and and people's lives and livelihoods are on the line it that's just baffling to me that you can hold people to a certain standard and accountability and not equip them to do the job to the best of their ability that just seems asinine and i'm just like blown away by it i again things that the public does and understand i had no idea that that's how all of that went and how all of that worked and and it's just it just does not, it just doesn't seem, you know, adequate. It's not equitable. It's not, it just doesn't make any sense. 
You know, when you talk about the shot goals, it really hit me in my heart because I remember when I joined a previous company, I saw how low the store I was at their shot goal was compared to the people given their prescription volume. I'm like, no, I can change this. I got this. And I think it was like 400 or something, which is probably low if you didn't know anything about shot quotas and the volume we were doing. And so I went up, sent up all these clinics, all these flu shot places. And I think I got to like 900 something shots. And it was like, all right, double the goal, met the standard. That's a pretty good bar to set. I'll be able to recreate that next year, I feel like. And then on December 31st, they raised my goal to like a thousand something, like well past peak flu season. I'm like, what? And then they tried to hold it against me saying I didn't meet the goal. I'm like, no, I met the goal. The goal got changed. It'd be like, you know, if you're in football, right. it's like in right. football, you yep. kick the ball and then they move the field goal post back as the ball's in the air. And you're like, <laughs> wait a minute. Yes. yes. You always move it. Yep. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And one of those things, it's like we want to be able to, um, I, one thing I want to emphasize and stress is we want to people to get shots. We want to provide yeah. that health care. But eventually yeah. you're going to run out of people who are eligible for vaccines. <laughs> and so, like, when you vaccinated everyone, then that's kind of it until you have more people fall into the eligibility criteria. You can't just force us to have to meet arbitrary right. metrics. So just don't get it wrong. We want to vaccinate people. Just make it realistic and let us use our own professional judgment in doing so. Yes. Yes. Right professional judgment because you're professionals right like that was the other thing i was so fascinated to learn was just like how much it's a doctor of pharmacy right like it's a farm like it's a a doctor level work go to school forever and the amount of student debt i was like wait what like you know what i mean it's just like uh you know just it's yeah just baffling and again things that that we just don't you know this aren't talked about and and pharmacists are so pharmacists and pharmacy techs are so kind and loving and humble and they're you know aren't necessarily their best their own best advocates right like they're you know they're doing their jobs and they're head down and they're Mm -hmm. doing their work and it's admirable and also not sustainable right so we got to get a couple of us loud ones out here to be like whoa 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 hang on something isn't right oh yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. And, and shameless plug for not even just myself, but just this in general is make sure you share this. Cause the more people that hear it, the more, or the more people that'll actually be like, Oh, this is a thing. And then help support this. So shameless plug to share this and not just, you know, this podcast, but if you see a social media post, share it on there. Maybe even if you don't actually share it, but you just tell somebody about it so they can go listen to it. Like that's huge because I, I will, yeah, I yes. will on this podcast say, I will support you guys again with a child on the way. I don't know how much I will support, but I will support as much as I can <laughs> to help with this and help shamelessly connect with whoever I can to, to make this work. Cause I really, I love this idea. I've had ideas like this in the past and to see people putting it in action, especially to, two strong women who are really, you know, anymore pharmacy is mostly women. So we need women to tell our story. And I think that that's really impactful, especially when you see, you know, if they have a kid and then they need time off and then how that impacts them. And like, we've seen issues with women who have to breastfeed at work and things like that. And yep. it's just, it's, yep. it just yep. is a never ending cycle that really impacts women more than it does men. And I have nothing but the most respect for that. When I see people like, like you both promoting this and trying to highlight this main issue. Definitely. And in terms of like sharing it, the video that you'll see on our website and that we're going to share um, links to get to from a lot of different social media platforms. Yes. Yeah, so this video really highlights 
a lot of issues that people are having, a lot of people who are of, I guess, in the time of their life where they are having children are having a lot of issues with childbearing because of what's going on. There's miscarriages, there's issues with fertility, and you'll see that in our video. And so it's really impacting people and it really hits to the emotional core. And so that video, get it out there, show it to your friends, show it to other colleagues, show it to show it to patients. Heck, they understand it too. It's really meant to just hit people in the emotional core. Yes, it is targeted to the pharmacy community because you're going to see something in there that a few things in there that people won't understand if they're not in pharmacy, but it's going to really punch it in the core. It's right <laughs> at the end. You'll see it. You'll know it when you see it. You're like, we get it. You don't have to punch us in the core. We <laughs> we've, we've been kicked enough with COVID. Don't kick us again. Right. But yeah. Yes. Um, and just for listeners, I will put the stuff in the show notes as much as I can so that help kind of get that out there too. So you'll have some links to that and things. So whether you want to do this as a GoFundMe and as well as the the video, everything else, their website will all be in the show notes. It might be a little lengthy show notes, but I'll try and get it all in there for you. So that's my promise to help kind of get this to go out there a little bit too. Um, yeah, thank you. So, thank you. So we all know kind of what your goal and social changes here is to bring the light to this. Um, but I would, I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't ask you both the two questions I ask everyone, just because as the creatives in the room, if you will, you've got a little <laughs> bit different look at it. So um, whoever wants to go first, I'm okay with it. But yeah. If you could, I'll actually go with Kim first because you have that from the patient perspective, like a really fresh set of eyes. Sure. And Ais, you know how I know you're a pharmacist because you put the patient first. That's how I know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Even Love over it. your even over your own. But uh, <laughs> uh, if you could change one thing in pharmacy that is not a law, what would it be? That's not a law. I think. I think the the thing that I would change, which is definitely like the thing that we're hoping to change with the film, is just educating the public about what the heck happens um, from when their doctor calls in their prescription to when they get it in their little hot hand, like what that process is to let people understand all the checks and balances that are going, that it's not just pills out of a bottle into another smaller bottle, that that's not what's happening. Like I think just having people understand what that is so that they can appreciate it and be patient and treat one another with kindness and to and certainly just to I think this is probably my goal in life uh, every single story that I'm a part of that we try to tell is just to see one another as just a little bit more human by the end of it right we just want to see each other with that humanity so having seeing that the people behind the counter are humans and that you know on either side that we can just approach each other with with kindness and the more knowledge you have about what someone else is going through and the more you can approach them with that kind of compassion so yeah just understanding what the heck pharmacy even is and and how it works so that we can get to the bottom of these issues so yeah that would be my thing it's not just big um, bottle to little bottle yeah Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't just slap a label on it. All right. Um, but what I would change is, so I've thought about this in terms of the layout of the pharmacy. I would have it so we're not a fishbowl. And so we, the production part where you're trying to concentrate really hard on making sure everything is filled accurately and safely, doing a proper DUR, um, taking the time to really like look at a medication profile all of that should be out of the public eye. And then we should have enough staff and support where there's like a public facing pharmacist. So there's someone who can be out and 
be that accessible face and public health care provider and someone who patients can come up to with questions, OTC questions, and a technician who can help patients find stuff and um, bring it to the pharmacist so that they can counsel, like having those things, a little bit of separation between those two things so that it's not so distracting. It's not so interrupted in the actual production part of the pharmacy. So having enough staff so we can both be accessible and available and have that be one set of people and have the actual production like be in the back like the kitchen like a rest if we keep the restaurant metaphor going no one is watching you make the burger at mcdonald's like you don't need to watch us do the actual day-to-day pharmacist stuff as long as you feel like someone is out there and accessible for you yeah, that's huge. And the, the fishbowl analogy really hits home because I worked at places that had glass that were like right in front of you as a pharmacist. <laughs> and they walk up and dunk, 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 dunk. And you're like, oh they my God. Like, yes. and, and to this day, when we take our daughter to the zoo. I'm like, do not tap the glass. Like, no. I, I am a reasonable human and I can't deal with that. That is a gorilla over there. They are not <laughs> exactly. going to be. They're not going to be happy with you. Um, but yeah, no, yes. I, that that really hit home in a way that I cannot express enough. Um, yes, yes. Right. As a person who's like only like recently come to terms with that, I that I'm ADHD, like the amount of interruption, like having to work at home during the pandemic with like three children and pets and everything. And like how much if you're interrupted, like the ability to get back into focus and to do that, like, and, and again, I'm, <coughs> I'm doing you know, reading novels and helping people write their nonfiction books, the stakes are low, okay? Like, the stakes are low. We can revise and it's going to be fine. But, like, just the, yeah, how dangerous distraction is, right? You talk about, like, you better not drive on your cell phone or text and drive or any of that stuff. Oh, my God. Can we can we not? Can we stop yeah. the interruptions, please? Right, like, but you're on hold. You're verifying prescriptions. <laughs> Someone's trying to do a counsel. You're counseling while you're on hold, trying to reconstitute a shingle shot. Like, yeah. Reconstitute. Reconstitute. There it is. Yeah, that's so funny because I have definitely been to that point where I'm like on hold or talking to somebody on phone. Somebody wants has a question, but you're like checking prescriptions too, and you're like, you're using your eyes to read this year to listen, and then this year to be like, did somebody answer the on hold call for an hour yet? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, yep. I've yeah, I've definitely been a, a victim yeah. of that. So, all yes. right, moving on to the next, the last question. Uh, if you could change one law in pharmacy, federal or state, depending on if you're in a state with kooky laws or not, what would it be and why? Hmm. So I'm still learning about pharmacy law in general. I think it feels like having like a number of staff. Like it feels like st- the way that the staffing requirements are, they don't feel adequate. Like, you know, let the, you know, to raise the level of care to, you know, like what Anais was saying about having, you know, just having enough staff. And, you know, we've asked these kinds of questions. Every single person that we've spoken with, we always end our call with like asking our version of this question. Like, okay, you get a blank check and you are now the, you know, fairy godmother of pharmacy. Like, what are you going to do? How do you want to set it up? You know, it's all you. And the things that they say that every single person, whether they're a pharmacist or pharmacy tech or a patient, like they're like, yeah, I just, we just want to do our jobs. Like we just need enough staff you know, to be able to do our jobs, to be able to fill prescriptions, to be able to check prescriptions, to be able to reconcile all the things, to be able to counsel. Like, we just need enough staff to be able to do our jobs well in a way that that is safe for everyone. So it feels like, you know, the, the thing that that's the thing that comes to mind is just is requiring corporate to have to hire more staff, to have them on the schedule 
yeah, I'm just going to sign off and be like, yes, <laughs> staff was better. So so, yeah. so Kim's the tech and Anais is the pharmacist and you just said, good, you filled that prescription right. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Awesome. Well, uh, ladies, thank you for joining the podcast. I think this is amazing. I love having this on here. I'm going to shamelessly throw another plug out for you guys to check the show notes listeners because there will be links in here. I might even share this episode a few times that I generally don't do, but I really like what you guys are doing. So yeah. I hope, thank you. <laughs> hopefully we can get this to get some more traction and people to hear one, my podcast, but two, you guys mainly because this is what I'm <laughs> highlighting because I really think what you guys are doing has some some monster potential. We all saw what the pharmacist did on Netflix with like that what, yeah, 100, that's what, that's 100 million views. Yes. Yeah, we're shooting high, so that's what we want. Yeah. Oh, yes. Awesome. And so just remember, put your money where you can't put your mouth. We want to find people who are able to share our stories. And so you can invest and contribute and make this a community project. Mm-hmm. And I believe you guys are also still looking for people, even if they want to be anonymous, to possibly join Absolutely. for the report. Absolutely, anonymous yes. Is- Welcome. Absolutely welcome. Go Mm -hmm. on our website and we have a share your story link and you can either just write us um, an email or if you want to share a video or an audio clip, whatever you feel comfortable with, share your story with us and we may reach back out to you and whatever you are comfortable with, we need those anonymous voices. We need that. It's really powerful when people see People can't even speak out. Like we will de-identify your voice. We mm-hmm. will not the TikTok we'll, voice. Please. Then we will do the TikTok <laughs> voice. We will do that TikTok voice. We will um, pretend we have never even met you if we see you on the street. If you need us to, like, we will take. We will go to great lengths to protect your identity if that's what you need to speak out. It's yeah. gonna be like HIPAA, but for mm-hmm. people to speak out. So that way, yes, that so way, y'all know what it means. So yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. So and we have like we have consent forms and we have all of that legal stuff locked up. So if you have questions for us, please reach out. We are on all the social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. What are your what are your handles for that? Just to make sure people catch that. So as of the recording, we only have a twinner, but we'll have everything by Monday. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a busy weekend. But our Twitter <laughs> handle is shots with that. And that will probably be the handle for everything. Else. Yeah, we prefer to keep it the same. I can't imagine someone else has it. I mean, unless they're like a drinking game enthusiast, maybe, you know, well, <laughs> maybe they have our handle. But I'm, I'm, but. Picture, I'm picturing little John with shot, shot, someone who's having that. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, We've yes. all seen that meme with flu shots, so yes. All right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you again for coming on the podcast. This was truly a pleasure, and I'm I'm honored to kind of get in early and kind of share this with people because I love what you guys are doing. I'm a little bit jealous slash envious of it, but, I mean, that's a good thing because that <laughs> yes. means that you're putting in work that either I couldn't do or, you know, something like that. So good job good on you for following through because pharmacists are not always creative we uh we like (laughs) we like our guidelines we like our box and we like people to not interrupt us when we're filling prescriptions so yes yes yes. thank you eric we really appreciate it thank you so much we appreciate it hey the pleasure is all mine and listeners thank you for listening to the political pharmacist podcast your prescription for pharmacy and politics